all the latest updates on your local and regional sports. This is Sports Talk on 92 WICB Ithaca. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of WICB Sports Talk, your home for the latest sports news, scores, and storylines from the Ithaca area. I'm your host, Justin Antonucci. Tonight, we will take a look back at some stories from, the, from Ithaca Cross Country. Tobias Zabore sits down with Danny Jago. Also, Connor Smith talks with first-year Jessica Good about the start of her athletic career. Jaden Becker will also speak to, with Jason Habert of the Ithaca College football team following their victory over Hobart. Now to our first interview of the evening. Tobias Zabore sat down with Danny Jago of the Ithaca Cross Country team to discuss the start to the 2022 season. Thank you. I'm Tobias Zabori with WICB Sports Talk here with Danny Jago of the Ithaca College men's cross country team. Danny, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and agreeing to do this. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, wonderful. I kind of want to start off here, you know, coming into the season, you know, as a senior, what goals did you really set for yourself? And, you know, at this point, how have you seen them kind of play out? Yeah, well, I think for for myself and for the team as a whole, one thing we really talk about is you know, performing at regionals, you know, the one talk is always getting to nationals, which is hosted in uh, East Lansing, Michigan. Um, you know, it's, I think it's, it's really exciting to come back and we've got a bunch of new guys. We got a bunch of returners. We have five of our top seven are returning. So we think it's a good opportunity this year to perform. And uh, personally, I think, I think we have a, a decent shot at nationals and this, this weekend will actually be a good opportunity for that. Yeah, and for you, obviously, as a senior, you've been on this team for many years, and you've also been a member of the track and field team as well. So how have you seen your role change kind of on the team as you've, you know, gone through your time at IC? You know, it's, I mean, from when I first got here, I mean, as a freshman, I think a lot of the freshmen, they just, it's one, it's funny, you just, a lot of the time, they just don't know what's going on, but you slowly start to fill into your, your role and get into your niche. Uh, I think over time, I've started to see myself, you know, with experience on both just practice on the day to day and just within uh, meets and everything. I've seen my race experience get a little bit better. And I think uh, one, I, I have a lot of advice to give to freshmen because when you come from high school, you go from 5Ks, uh, running 5Ks every weekend, which is 3.1 miles. And then you go up to 8Ks, which is just under five. And for a lot of guys, that's a big learning curve, uh, myself included. So I think having that a little extra experience really helps to, you know, develop that and then let the other guys know what, what can be done. And I guess train that, train the mind and get the ideas going for how to run an AK, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And for you kind of, what was that transition like personally and kind of how do you use that to teach incoming first years? You, you start to learn, it's really just to learn the hard way. Like you just get thrown into an AK. It's, it's not something that you sort of, pick up on it first because you know you're running race pace for for five miles and you know at going from 5k you're only running it for three so that four to five mile range is is tough and you sort of just learn from experience and you know word of mouth is one thing but I think and the advice I got from other seniors was was helpful and I had uh, one senior last year who kept telling me like you know when you're racing don't race from the front of the pack you want to race from the back of the front pack and so that sort of changes. It's it's a weird mindset, but it sort of changes how you're approaching the race. And instead of being the guy that's up front and then falling backward, which just destroys mentally, you just all of a sudden you got guys passing you and it's just not good. You, instead, you're passing them. And it's it's helped me a lot, I think. But beyond that, it's also just doing it and actually acting it out and being more hands-on really helps. And I think the freshmen this weekend, uh, we have two freshmen running at Lehigh 
So this will be their second 8K. And I think just throw, getting thrown into it and just sort of learning from that experience. And then afterwards, you cross the line, you talk it out, what went right, what went wrong. And I'm there to, you know, give some feedback about what I've noticed. And, you know, I learn things just as much as they learn things, because for me, I'm still getting experience. Yeah. And, you know, when you go to a lot of these meets, you have to travel, go on the road, kind of what goes into that from a team perspective, going on the road to do these long weekend meets. They're really fun. <laughs> it's like when we go out uh, and we get to travel like this, it's a, it's an opportunity. It's a privilege. I mean, not, we only have 10 guys of our, I think it's eight, 17, 18. Um, so of those 10, I mean, it's, it's, it is a privilege to be out here. Um, but it is also just really fun to be in this experience. And, you know, we go like, we start out, we catch the bus, we're on a bus with each other for three hours. The night before we get to run the course, the course is open for a certain amount of time. Uh, so we'll run the course for a little bit. It's sort of like a pre-meet type thing. And then after that, we come back to the hotel, get changed. We go to Olive Garden, which for us, I mean, Olive Garden, you know, carbo loading, it's great. Uh, unlimited breadsticks, can't say enough about it. Uh, and then we come back and we have a few hours to just chill. I mean, tonight, some of the guys are going to watch Thursday night football. Most nights it's Fridays. Um, in the past, we just watch, like, you know, we'll just see whatever's on the TV. The past years has been gold rush. Um, but you know, we just hang out we just, it's good team bonding. And then next morning it's, it's race day. So we get really excited and just being able to travel on overnight trips is, is both a privilege, but it's, it's really, really fun. And going back to a home meet every year, you guys have the bomber invitational at the start of the season. Obviously, that's a little bit different. So how different is it to compete in that event and then go into your season? So are you bomber invite like indoor track or for? Um, on both sides, both the cross country side at that, yeah. you know, August and then obviously getting into indoor track. Yeah. So so for our home meet, because we have the one home meet, which is our alumni meet. Uh, um, that's really fun because we get to see a bunch of the old guys who get to come back and that it's just great to see everyone again. Uh, it's a nice reunion. Um, that's a really fun race, mostly because it's very low pressure. A lot of guys, we can just kind of see how the summer went. Um, and it's a good, like pop, our coach called it a pop quiz. Like, you know, how, you know, you're caught in the moment. How did you do the summer with your training? Let's see how it goes on the field. And, uh, that, that's a really good opportunity because one, we get to see all our old friends again. And then one of the traditions we have is we go to our coach's house and uh, we have a volleyball match after that. So like the whole weekend is just a really fun time, gets to see everyone. And then things sort of shift after that into, okay, we had our fun with alumni. We got our little bit of race experience, but now we have to race actual competition. So then we turn things into, you know, we go to the Hamilton short course and that's a little bit of a learning curve. That's a 5k. So you get just a little bit of college race experience and then yellow jacket invite which was at rochester uh two weeks ago we that was our first 8k and so that was another learning experience and then now we're sort of getting into the the meets like paul short this weekend is a very it's a very big invitational that lehigh puts on um and we are sort of looking at this as a good opportunity to compete well and get ourselves in the in the conversation um and then you know just going forward things are getting a little bit more like intense uh when it comes to indoor though with the bomber invite uh I love indoor meets because we are the, our indoor track is probably one of the best in upstate New York. I know that's biased. I know it's a biased opinion, but it is definitely one of the best in upstate New York. And to be able to run on it and to be able to host stuff on it, uh, one, you don't have to travel as far, which as much as I love the traveling, sometimes you just want to stay home, you know, like it's, it's a win-win. So getting to stay home and compete and just bringing that home field advantage is, is always amazing. 
Yeah, and I kind of want to elaborate a bit on this more. You're on both the track team and the cross-country team. What are the differences like between those seasons, both in terms of training for them and also the meets that go into it? That's a good, Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when it comes to cross-country, uh, cross-country, when you go to a different course, it's much different than the last one. So uh, there's different attributes that go into each one. Uh, this weekend, it's a it's Lehigh. It's, it's a championship course. They've hosted like national championships here. So it's a little bit, it's faster, uh, it's wider, so it can fit more people. And it's just got a little bit more competition to it uh, versus the one we ran at Yellow Jacket, uh, which was Rochester. That course is a little bit smaller and it's three or it's three and a half loops on a 2K course. So it's like, it's pretty much every course is gonna be different. Uh, when you get to track, everything's pretty consistent. I mean, some tracks have like a different shape to them, but for the most part, every track is 200 meters or 400 meters. So your splits are going to be even. There's no obstacles. There's no mud. You know, uh, maybe you have to deal with the weather during outdoor, but it's pretty consistent. I think the the one challenge, or I don't know about challenge, but the one thing that we that is very different between track and cross country is cross country. Everybody runs one race, and so you're consistent across that. Everybody's running the AK together, and so you sort of have like one coalescing goal. And it's very easy to look at it as we're one team running one race with one goal. Track. Uh, it's a little bit different because yes, there is still that one goal, but there are multiple ways to get there. So for example, you've got our distance guys, our distance guys are even split up between long distance, like myself from the 5k, 10k and the milers and the mid distance guys, which is mile 800. And so they're, we're all doing different workouts and we're still together, but we're just like in different training pods. Um, and then you've got your throwers, jumpers, pole vaulters, the sprinters, everyone's doing different things, but at the end of the day, we are just one team and we are working towards, you know, winning Liberty Leagues or, you know, sometimes we want to win our regional meet. And so coming together like that is, I don't want to, it, it's a little more challenging, but we still do a very good job at it. And I think the one time when we really coalesce well and have a really good synergy is at Liberty Leagues. Um, so it is a bit different, but at the same time, we are still one team and we still work really well together. I'm interested by this the kind of difference in tracks for cross country because we don't often hear about this. Does the team do anything to prepare for that? Or is that more you just practice at your own, you know, practice at home and then when you get there, you figure it out? So that's actually a conversation we've had a little bit this year is uh, when you're going to different courses for cross country, some courses are, are gravel, some courses are grass, uh, some are going to be just like... Um, yeah, like mostly it's mostly just gravel grass. Some are like have wood chips. Uh, but sometimes one conversation we've had this year is a lot of our courses are going to be grass. And so we've talked about sort of like, do we want to train grass like on grass courses a little bit more? Or do we want to do some of our workouts rather than doing them on the track or down on the cinder path, uh, like South Hill Recreation Way? Uh, do we want to do them up on the practice fields or do we want to do them around the softball field when people aren't practicing up there? And so Sometimes you can do that to prepare. It, it's more like, I mean, regardless, the green grass, the grass has like more resistance to it. So regardless of whether you're training on it, it's going to hurt, but uh, you, you're maybe just a little more prepared for it. Uh, I think it's the one thing. So we have actually had that conversation going into it. Our coach always provides course maps. Um, this weekend, the Paul Short, this is the first time we've run this course in four years. I think I'm, yeah. So yeah, so this is my, this is technically like, I'm a, I'm a senior, but it's like a fifth year for me. So I ran it my freshman year and none of the other guys did. So I have a little bit of experience here. 
uh, is also a high school course. So some of our guys have high school experience here. And then our coach always gives us a course map and then splits that uh, like mile splits that the guys who've run here prior ran like that day. So we've like, we have a little bit of an idea on how to prepare for it. And then running the course the day before also gives us a good indication of what to expect. But um, there's only so like, unless you've seen the course, there's really only so much you can do. So a lot of the time we're just preparing for like, you know, what are you going to do at this point? Or how, how is this hill going to feel? And it's almost like, yeah, it's just really just like mental preparation on, on how is this course going to affect you in this way? Yeah, and going back to something you kind of brought up earlier with team bonding, I just want to touch on that a little bit more, you know, kind of what goes into those events, especially, you know, if you're both being at home, but also on the road, and then, you know, how important is that for the team, especially during a season, once you're getting down towards the end, kind of building that chemistry? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so I, I I think, I mean, for any sport, team building is really important. And sometimes it's kind of weird looking at running because it's not like a, you know, it is a team sport, but it's not the regular one. It's not like a regular one where you've got, you know, you got to pass a ball or you got to, you know, coalesce in some way. But at the end of the day, when we're all out there running, we all were running for each other. So like sometimes um, you have two guys who are sort of in the same wheelhouse and they're going to run together for most of the race. And so having a good team chemistry and being able to recognize like when one of your teammates is hurting or understanding where they should be versus where they are. And then knowing what you have to do to respond to that, I think is really important. Um, and I think a lot of our team bonding, like when we are, um, you know, when we're not at practice, you know, we've gone, we'll go to the movies. Uh, last weekend we went to Dave and Buster's so much fun. I highly recommend that as team bonding. Um, We'll, we'll do things like that where we're like, we'll get together outside of practice and we'll hang out. And I think that does really build a good, a good team chemistry because we are at the end of the day, we are people outside of running. So we want to know more about each other and we are really good friends. And I think putting that perspective in team building and or uh, being a team versus being an individual in cross country, it's very important to know how to be a team because that's how you're going to work together and succeed at the end. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for Danny. Thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to do this and good luck on the meet coming up. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me again. I'm really glad I was able to catch up with you. You're very welcome. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. For WICB Sports Talk, I'm Tobias Zabore. Thanks, Tobias. And speaking of that, here's a look at the scores from the teams on the South Hill this past week. The nationally ranked number 12-13 Ithaca Bombers came out hot straight off the bye week, defeating Hobart College 31-7. The game was 0-0 after the first quarter, till the Bombers dropped 21 points in the second. They tallied on 10 more points in the third quarter to take a 31-0 lead. Hobart scored a late touchdown for their only points of the game. Quarterback A.J. Wingfield had 143 yards in the air, along with a rushing touchdown. Julian Dumaga led the Bombers with 87 receiving yards. The Bombers' defense also had a defensive touchdown on the day. The women's soccer team got shut out by nationally ranked number five William Smith on Wednesday. The three goals came from three different players for William Smith. The Bombers played lackluster defense this game, allowing 19 total shots. Goalie Claire Reeder saved five and Grace Hickey saved two. They played the both of them played 45 minutes each in goal. The Ithaca College men's soccer drew against Hobart this past Wednesday. This is the Bombers' third state draw after tallying their first win. The final score was 0-0. In net, Ian Whitfield put up another strong performance with five saves on the day. The Ithaca field hockey team defeated the University of Scranton 4-1 this past Wednesday. Mira Burry had the opening goal for the Bombers. She was followed by Jacqueline Mirabali, Emma Garver, and Elizabeth Pillow, who all also had a goal in the match. 
The Lone Royals goal was scored by Katie Reading. This elevated the Bombers to 6-2, while Scranton lost their first game of the year, dropping to 6-1. The Bombers stayed hot yesterday with a 1-0 victory over Liberty League opponent Vassar College. The lone goal was scored by Morgan Mullen. That was her fourth goal of the season. Marcy Branwine registered her third shutout of 2022, tallying only one save. The Bombers are now 2-0 against Liberty League opponents. Moving inside, the IC Volleyball team swept RIT in Liberty League play on Wednesday. Alexa Darko led with 10 kills. Maddie Cox finished with 31 assists for the second straight game. And Cameron O'Leary tallied nine digs on the day. Their dominance did not stop as they also swept Brockport on Saturday 3-0. Maddie Cox once again led the team in assists, tallying 27. Alexandra Montgomery led with nine kills. And Julia Costa led the team in digs with 16. Let's now take a look at our second story of the evening. Connor Smith was able to sit down with first-year runner Jessica Good of the Ithaca cross-country team about the start of her athletic career at Ithaca College. Connor? For WICB Sports Talk, I'm Connor Smith here with freshman women's cross-country runner Jessica Good. Jessica, thank you for, for coming out here and, and doing this interview with me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, so, you know, as I've, as I've seen from, you know, in the news and everything uh, on the Ithaca website, you know, you, you must be really good at cross country. I've seen you in the Liberty League Awards, you know, for the past two weeks. Uh, now, you know, first being the rookie performer of the week and then uh, the women's cross country performer of the week. Can you just describe, you know, what this means to you and like your team? I feel like this to me gives me a huge confidence boost and continues to affirm for me, like I'm doing all the right things. and. For the team, I feel like it's really good because cross country is getting some coverage. Cross country is a sport where I feel like um, doesn't get a lot of coverage when it comes to sports. So having mm -hmm. this happen is has been really good for the sport getting coverage in general. Mm -hmm. And and when did you first you know start getting into cross country yourself? So I started my freshman year in high school. Um, yeah, so my mother and father just put me in it because sports to us is a very important outlet because mm -hmm. it teaches discipline, grit, and overall working with other people. So yes, freshman year, high school, it was, yeah, high school running, it was great. Yeah. And you've been participating ever since? Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, why did you decide to come like to Ithaca to to run cross country? Like, did you have any you know specific reasoning for coming here? I really love the team dynamic and how everyone is so kind to each other. And I love the emphasis that they give on eating importantly, because some sometimes um, people don't think eating or feeling properly is like that important, but to me, it's very important to do that. I love the coach and how she is, cares about every girl and how she um, tailors it for women's running. It's not just, um, it's, how do I say this? It's not like any plan. It's like each of us have a plan. Yeah. And she talks to us and cares about us mentally and physically. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, you know, I know this is, you know, your first your first year being here and, and running cross country. I'm I'm also a freshman as well. So this is my first year, too. Um, I just wanted to ask, you know, 
you know, with this being your, your first year, like, how do you like this, this atmosphere in terms of like the team and the culture? I know you were mentioning how the team was close together and like, you know, how does it compare to, you know, other teams you've been a part of in the past? Um, this atmosphere, this atmosphere is very positive in which is a very important aspect because cross country, you're seeing the people, you're seeing your teammates every day, you're running with them for mm -hmm. like eight, nine, 10 miles. So just the fact that everyone tries to lift up everyone else is positive, is very attractive to me. And mm -hmm. it's a very kind, positive atmosphere. And we also like to have fun. We do team bonding activities, which is very nice as well. What kind of team bonding activities, if you don't mind sharing? Oh, yes, of course. So we made friendship bracelets one night before um, our Rochester meet. And, mm -hmm. or actually it was the Hamilton meet. Um, so we made friendship bracelets and we picked a name out of, the, out of a hat and we wrote something positive on these friendship bracelets. And it was a really good way to, I feel like as freshmen, to get closer to the upperclassmen and also mm -hmm. think of a positive thing to say about our teammates. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed walking around campus, I, I see all the teams together all the time. They're, whether they're getting food or they're working out in the gym, it's just teams seem to have like a close, you know, knit bond here. I've noticed that. Um, yes. You know, I'd just like to, you know, I know you've, I know you've, you know, there's been a couple of races so far this year, but uh, just to take back a couple of weeks, you know, what were your expectations like heading into this year? My expectations were to try to make an impact on the team. I didn't know I would be the top runner, but mm -hmm. I, freshman year, I was like, my goal coming into Ithaca was maybe try to have a couple successful races, learn how to run the 6K um, correctly, and try to adjust to college life as well. Because mm -hmm. I know with the food here, it's not as, it's not like say my parents cooking. So that's yeah. something I have to get used to. Yeah, of course. But just learning overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been, I think that's been a big part for, you know, all of us first years. And I say that including myself uh, being one, uh, myself. Um, but, you know, after, after your last two races, you know, you finished ninth overall in the Hamilton short course run and, you know, eighth overall at the university of Rochester invitational. So like, how do you plan on, you know, just continuing this dominant stretch that you've had so far? Just keep doing what I'm doing, which for me is eating the right things, fueling myself correctly, getting enough rest, using my time wisely with classwork with classes, getting my work done early so I can go to bed early and mm -hmm. just attacking the course, just like not being afraid, having no fear, which is something that has come back to me being a freshman again. Mm -hmm. And um, so would you, would you say there's, you know, anyone on, on the team that like kind of, you know, taking you under their wing or like someone that's helped you out the most, uh, like at all? So she's a graduate student. Am I allowed to say names? Yeah, of course, of course. Oh yes, Paloma DeMonte. She's a graduate student from Canada mm -hmm. and we work very well together. We feed off of each other's energy when it comes to 
just pushing each other. Having her presence really helps me because I'm not the only Ithaca person out there. I'm with a team that's behind me and someone who's next to me in my races. Mm-hmm. She's very easygoing, um, relaxed, and I feel like she is very confident in what she does. And that really is great to have. And would you say that's kind of like rubbed off on you a little bit? Yes, it affirms my feelings too when it comes to going into races. Yeah, it's always great to have someone who has similar you know, priorities and, you know, similar personality, um, for sure. Um, do you, do you have any, you know, long-term goals for you or like the team this year or just in the coming years, um, in general, like, you know, whether it's like winning, you know, having, I don't know, like winning, a winning a title or something like, do you have any specific goals for yourself or your, or the team? So for the team, we want to win, to get to national champions, which is, I'm pretty sure in Michigan. So -hmm. we want to qualify for that. Um, For me, it's just for my goals, I want to get better at the 6K and not, and have like a good race strategy too. So like learning how to race, even though there's always, you always still have to learn when it comes to this stuff. And finally, the Rowan Interregional Battle is a race in October, which mm-hmm. is very crucial. That's when I, that's when you go to, or the race is in New Jersey, which is where I'm from. And it's 30 minutes from my hometown. And the winner, oh. the overall winner gets a sword. So <laughs> that's been a driving goal for oh, me. It yeah. might not happen this year, but long-term, I'd At like some to win that point. sword. Of course. Yeah. Swords are, swords are so, super cool. Is it like a katana or something, or do you know what kind of sword it is? I saw what it looked like last year because I went to the race to watch Ithaca. It looked mm-hmm. like a regular European-looking sword. Okay. It looked realistic too. No, yeah, that's that's super cool. Yeah, that's a that's a nice goal to have. Then you could you could win it and you know hang it up somewhere, and that'd be that'd yeah. be really cool. Uh, you know, just just one last thing. Um, you know, you mentioned or I've saw that you were, that you're going to be running in the, the Lehigh Paul short run tomorrow. Uh, do you have, you know, any specific goals on where you want to finish? Are we going to see another top finish uh, from you uh, tomorrow? That's the goal. That's what I hope. Um, I hope that uh, I can finish. Yeah. Under top 10 and say, get um, like a 20, 23 close to like 2310 or something. I don't know how the what the course looks like and I don't know how hilly or not it is. So mm-hmm. just getting top t- top 10 or under again and just being satisfied with my race and just enjoying the experience. Of course. Too. Yeah. Um well I would I'm going to wish you the best of luck on that. Um Thank you. You know, that's all that's all really all the questions I had for you today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule and, uh, you know, coming and answering them. Um, wish you the best of luck tomorrow. And, um, you know, thank you again for coming, for coming out and uh, doing this interview. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. For WICB Sports Talk, I'm Connor Smith. Thank you for listening to my interview with Jessica Good. Thanks, Connor. Now we'll take a look at the East Hill over this past week.
The Cornell women's soccer team drew to UPenn yesterday. The final score was 1-1. UPenn took an early lead into the half, but Cornell tied it at 1 in the 46th minute. The lone goal was scored by Lakin Gallman. It was her fourth of the season. The Cornell field hockey team traveled to and defeated Columbia 3-1 on Saturday. The Big Red scored the first three goals of the game. All three were scored by three different players. Columbia added on a goal in the 60th minute before the game ended. The Big Red are now 2-0 on the season. Now moving ahead to this upcoming week in Cornell Athletics. The Cornell men's soccer team duels against Syracuse on Tuesday. The Big Red look to make up some ground on a Syracuse team that is 7-1-2 against the Big Red in their last 10 meetings. Cornell then returns to Ivy League play on Saturday at Brown University. The Cornell women's soccer team starts a two-game road trip this week. They play Colgate on Tuesday and Ivy League opponent Harvard on Saturday. The Big, Run, the Big Red won the last matchup against Colgate, but that is their only win in the two teams' last 10 meetings. As for Harvard, they are winless in their last 10, with their last win coming in 1993. The Cornell field hockey team will face UPenn and Syracuse next Friday and Sunday, respectively. The Big Red currently have a six-game losing streak against UPenn and a three-game losing streak against the Orange. The Cornell volleyball team will face Princeton on Friday and UPenn on Saturday. Both Ivy League matchups are on the road. On the gridiron, the Cornell football team comes home to play Ivy League rival Harvard. They have dropped their last two to the Crimson, but look to change that this Saturday. Briefly, let's look ahead at the upcoming week at Ithaca College. Women's soccer will take on Alfred University on Wednesday. The Bombers have never lost to them as they are 33-0-1 all-time against Alfred University. They took last year's matchup 1-0. On Saturday, they will be celebrating the seniors on Senior Day against Liberty League opponent Bard College. Field Hockey will travel to take on Utica this Wednesday. They have won the past three matchups against the Comets. The Bombers roll back into conference play on Saturday when they take on RPI on the road. Volleyball has two Liberty League matches this weekend. They play Skidmore on Friday and Union on Saturday. The Bombers have taken the last seven against Skidmore and the last four against Union. They swept both teams in their previous matchups. The 12th or 13th ranked football team will come back to the South Hill for their second Liberty League game against the University of Rochester. They are 1-0 off the bye week and look to move to 2-0 in Little League play. The Bombers took last year's game 37-14. They won their last f- four games against Rochester. That will do it for this episode of Sports Talk. Special thanks to General Manager of Television and Radio Ops, Jeremy Menard, Sports Director, Nicholas Lebrano, and our contributors this evening, T- Tobias Zabore and Connor Smith, and Station Manager, Connor Hibbard. Be sure to check out at Bombers Radio Net on Twitter and Instagram for all the latest news and updates regarding our coverage of Mythical College Athletics. I'm Justin Antonucci, and have a great rest of your Sunday night. Mythical Now is coming up next.